Hello and welcome back. So this podcast is actually going to be around because I had a very, very interesting message with a client yesterday and it was actually around um the loss of her period. So she actually finally got her period back, which is absolutely amazing. It literally made my day. And I had actually recorded this podcast weeks and weeks ago. So again, as you know, I hate always coming on here and being like, welcome back because I've just had a hectic, like it's now March, oh my god, it's the 1st of March and I'm recording this now. I don't think I've put an episode out since probably the end of January and yeah, it's just been one of those times where I'm like, I will do it and then I don't follow through on it. So again, I'm holding myself accountable here but there is times in life where that just happens and I don't try and pressure myself too much because I want to live such a balanced life that I try my best not to be super hard on myself about these things that I just trust that when I'm supposed to act and when I'm supposed to do it I will do it and I know to some people that might actually sound not lazy lazy is the wrong word but I think people might think oh but like are you ever gonna feel like you want to act on it like as in not just about recording a podcast this could be anything it could be you not pressuring yourself at work it could be you not pressuring yourself at college and not always getting so overwhelmed and so stressed about it it's just like okay do your priorities on a day-to-day basis and the podcast never ever fell into my priorities. It was never something that like when I first started it, it's so much easier when you first start something because you're like, oh my god, I'm buzzing with it, da 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 and then that eventually wears off and it's simple, it's like a fitness journey, your motivation eventually wears off and you just kind of have to continue doing it. However, with this, it was just like, it never fell into my priorities, it never, I never felt really called to do it and to be quite honest, like my creativity was like down the drain and it has been and it's like, I'm not even going to say it's coming back because I actually don't know if it is, I just feel very not so creative creative at the moment and the same goes for even my content and stuff I just feel not creative to create so yeah and I just like I said I trust myself and I try not pressure myself that like when I'm supposed to act on things and when I'm supposed to okay I'll definitely record a podcast I will do it whereas this came into my head yesterday because I got the message and I was like okay I think it's a good time now to record the podcast on what I had already recorded on a couple of weeks ago I just wasn't happy with the podcast so I never ever put it out but it's basically around the last year period so hey Jay hypothalamic amenorrhea I don't really pronounce amenorrhea correct I actually think I am today which is a good sign but yeah we're going to discuss that because obviously I went through with my eating disorder I went through obviously losing my cycle and obviously being very naive and young at the time I didn't really care which you will all know if you have listened to previous podcasts now I never went into too much detail about it but I lost my cycle probably for about a year um, I didn't really care at the time because it was like I was young I didn't know much about it there wasn't much information out there I was just kind of like this is great I don't have a period you know <laughs> who wants to deal with that every month blah 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 without actually knowing the consequences of it and it was only when I went and done my own research that I realized the consequences around not having your cycle and not having your period and yes it can be very detrimental to us women and obviously it's so so important if like I was just thinking short term back then and I was thinking oh well I don't have a period every month this is great without actually looking at my future as such and being like okay well you know this could have an, this could play a role when I want to have kids this can play a role on my bones like you know this can play a very big role in my health and yeah sometimes we just never ever think about our like the long-term effects of things we just always think short term so yeah this is what that podcast is going to be about so thank you to that specific client who is at their sparking it again in me again I won't mention names but yeah she she has her period back which is absolutely amazing and it was so funny because she was just like I'm gonna literally cherish it as if it was my child I was like 
that's so accurate because we take these little things for granted until they're gone and they're like oh shit I actually think I need to do something now so yeah I'm going to talk a little bit about hypothalamic amenorrhea and it is going to be a little bit more sciencey um than usual but it's just because the science is actually quite important to understand because there's no point in me being like oh yeah, it's when you lose your period, you know, because you're not going to fully understand it and how it actually plays a role and where it comes from and what hormones are stopping and etc, etc. So just bear with me. Again, it like it's actually pretty, it, it is pretty easy to understand. Um, even if you don't, I don't have a science background and I don't particularly love science. But even for me, when I was doing my research on it, it was actually like it was something that I was, because I was researching it, I was able to actually speak about it like just naturally because I had I had obviously looked at it I had read it I had I had wrote notes on it um so it was just very very easy for me to then repeat it but like I said stick with me um I actually think you will find this very very interesting so HA is when your hypothalamus causes your period to stop so basically it's an issue involving your hypothalamus and what exactly is your hypothalamus? It is the control center of your brain. So the hypothalamus is in your brain. It regulates your certain bodily responses such as temperature, hunger, certain aspects of reproduction, mood, sex drive, and sleep. So the hypothalamus receives chemical messages from nerve cells in your brain, from the nerve cells in your body. The main function is then to respond to these messages to keep your body in a stable state, basically balanced so the hypothalamus will perform many of its body balancing jobs by either directly influencing your autonomic nervous system or by managing your hormones which will relate back to HA now in a couple of minutes. But the autonomic nervous system is related to the things our body do that just work automatically like your heart rate and breathing like these just happen you don't actually think about those things so have a think about that for a second and realize that breathing and our heartbeat and stuff that's not something that we have to actually tell our brains to do basically you know like if you want to move your hands you actually think about moving your hand but with your heart and your breathing process you don't actually think about these so these just ha happen automatically so hormones then are chemical messengers that travel around the bloodstream to, to other parts of your hormones communicate with either an endocrine gland which releases other hormones or with specific organs so the hypothalamus will either make some hormones itself that are stored elsewhere so the hypothalamus is the thing that we're actually going to be really talking about and this is where hypothalamic amenorrhea comes from so just remember this going forward but like i said it makes some hormones itself that are stored elsewhere in the body example posterior pituitary again these are all fancy words you will it will all make sense now in a second or the other thing that your hypothalamus will do is send signals to your pituitary gland which then releases hormones that directly affect a part of your body or sends another signal to a different gland in your body that then releases a hormone so there's a lot of signals going on there's a lot of sending around the body but the hypothalamus if we come back now if we come back now to the hypothalamus and what that's actually doing and how this relates then to our cycle and what hormones are coming from where so the hypothalamus releases a i'm not even going to try and pronounce that g word but it's called gnrh hormone it's a something releasing hormone i'm going to butcher that word i don't want to make a show of myself so i'm not going to pronounce it but the hypothalamus releases gnrh and then the anterior pituitary releases the follicle 
the follicle stimulating hormone, which what we shortened that to is FSH. So follicle stimulating hormone and also luteinizing hormone, which is just short for LH. So the effect of this is then where we can see HA plays a role. So hypothalamic amenorrhea plays a role because these hormones within women, so the luteinizing hormone and, and the follicle stimulating hormone, so LH and FSH, controlled menstrual cycle and trigger the release of an egg from the ovary so did we all get that okay i'm gonna repeat it again so the hypothalamus releases a gn or h hormone and then the anterior pituitary releases both of these hormones that are very important when it comes to our cycle so the fsh which is the follicle stimulating hormone and the luteinizing hormone both of these again very very significant to our menstrual cycle so the effect of this is then obviously with ha so because of these hormones within women so the lh and the fsh they controlled michael they control the menstrual cycle and trigger the release of an egg from the ovary so these two hormones again are significant significance so as you can see these hormones play a very very big role when the hypothalamus re releases the gn or h hormone that then works with the, the follicle stimulating hormone, so the FSH, and the luteinizing hormone and estrogen to control menstruation, which I have already mentioned already. So these hormones can become unbalanced then when your hypothalamus stops, when your hypothalamus stops producing GnRH. So GnRH was the very first releasing hormone that I spoke about just there a second ago that the hypothalamus releases. So the hypothalamus then becomes unbalanced. So the hormones then become unbalanced when your hypothalamus stops producing GnRH. And this can then, this is what leads to an absent period. And as I chatted about obviously earlier, we can understand how if the hypothalamus doesn't now release the GnRH hormone, that means that the FSH and the LH hormone will be affected by this and they are responsible for air cycle. So remember that these three hormones kind of act with one another, but if that GnRH hormone is not re released in the first place, then that's what causes the absence cycle because remember the FSH and the LH hormones are responsible for our menstrual cycle and triggering the release of an egg. However, if we don't have that force releasing hormone to then signal the anterior pituitary to release the follicle st stimulating hormone and the luteinizing hormone, then we don't get a period. So why exactly would the hypothalamus just all of a sudden stop producing that hormone when it always produces it so why would it just stop producing gn or h and the reasons obviously behind this is number one you're not eating enough food or you're severely restricted so your calories are really really low and this is what we see in kind of most people who lose their period could be like very very lean to the point that i was obviously very very lean and lost my period and the same goes for the client that i just had who got her period back then we also have poor nutrition over exercising emotional and psychological stress low body fat and having an eating disorder so these aren't kind of independent usually you will have a combo of all of these things so I had like five out of six of these the only thing that I didn't have was probably poor nutrition because my nutrition was actually very much on point but it was the fact that I was severely restricted I was over exercising all of the time I was under severe emotional and psychological stress because of the fact that I was so controlled by food and I wanted to exercise all the time like I think people forget how much stress that actually puts on your body then obviously because I was so lean I had a 
low percentage of body fat and I also had, had an eating disorder at the same time. So again, you don't have, have to have all of these, but most will have a combination of two or three of these. So most, I think most cases will have probably severely restricted food and over-exercising, and then that kind of leads to emotional and psychological stress because it's like your body doesn't feel safe enough. Like you've made your body feel so unsafe without probably intending to do so you were just kind of you're just so focused on I want to be lean or feeling like you have to be lean and sometimes for me it felt like I could like I couldn't control that it was a pure obsession of I need to go out and do this because if I don't it means x y and z so it's like you don't want to actually kind of face the consequences so you will go out and do whatever you need to do whatever that be over exercising not eating enough etc um so it's not like a, it's not like one of those things it's like you know if someone says oh well you know just like you know basically if you're complaining about your weight and they say oh well just stop eating oh yeah well no way no way Karen we didn't know it was that easy same goes for people who have lost a period it's not as easy as just saying stop restricting your food you know you don't restrict your food stop over exercising stop putting your body under stress like it's not as easy as that when you feel like you genuinely can't do that because that's what I felt like. It felt like I actually couldn't stop and somebody else was almost doing the action within my body, even though at some point I eventually realized like, oh God, like, you know, this is not good for my health. I have no period. It's still very hard when you're dealing with maybe an eating disorder or you're dealing with really dark thoughts around food and actually scared to eat certain foods because it's like, oh, well, that means I am a failure or that means I'm a bad person or, you know, even even worse cases, you know, it means, it means something to people. So, someone like people in general don't just get themselves into the situation out of good of their health like they don't want to be in the situation but they have found themselves in the situation and yeah it's just not as easy as being like oh my god well stop restricting and you know all of that jazz it's just not that easy so if you are somebody who is struggling with this at the moment I obviously would firstly encourage you to reach out for help whether that be with somebody who specializes in the area of working with people to get their period back it's not something that I absolutely advertise as in like I can help you get your period back because obviously there's some cases where you may have to go to actually a dietitian or somebody who actually specializes in the area of HA I just work alongside people who severely restrict their food or you know want to work on their relationships with food or do want to get their period back but it's not my um it's, it's not my niche as such. My niche is people with the not so best relationships with food. So firstly, I'd recommend reaching out. Um, secondly, just know that this is obviously, this is all the background to, this is the science part of it, but just know how important it is for your body to have a period and to have a cycle because you're gonna have all of these things then unbalanced that I mentioned at the start. So like temperature, hunger, certain aspects of your reproduction, your mood, your sex drive, your sleep, all of these things now are affected because you're not having a normal cycle. And sometimes like I spoke about actually earlier in the podcast that I actually don't think was relevant to, um, it wasn't relevant to what we were going to be talking about, but it actually ties in perfectly is about this whole like short term. All we ever think about is short term and we don't actually think about long term. Whereas I think people are so fixated on like, oh my God, like I don't want to gain weight if I want to get my period back. I don't want to not be lean. I, you know, I don't want to let go of that control and stuff like that. And obviously it does take time, but these are something like getting your period back might be just something that you have to prioritize. Like when this client came to me, it was kind of like a pin drop moment almost. Like 
she had known that she had issues with her food and her relationship with food and over exercising and all these all this stuff but it wasn't until she lost her period that was like oh god this is kind of like a wake-up call I kind of think I need to do something about this and sometimes that's what it takes for people to want to change but obviously you can't make someone change so if somebody is doesn't really care that they don't have a period I obviously hope that nobody listening to this doesn't care that if they don't have a period but it is just super super important for you to then prioritize it it's not talking about like people think when you have to get like when you work on getting your period back that you just all of a sudden have to gain a load of weight and you know become quote-unquote fat like that's not the case at all it's not about that it's about fueling your body it's about getting your body back to a place where it feels safe where it has enough body fat that it can then again feel safe enough to give you a period but in order to get your period back it's not just about okay well let's just stop restricting food because it's not just about you're restricting your food it's your over exercising and your it's your emotional and psychological stress so you need to kind of work alongside whatever ones that you fit into so for me it was all six so I are all five so I had to work on my eating disorder I had to work on my emotional and psychological stress I had to work on my low body fat I had to work on over exercising and obviously then severely restricting my food so I had to work on all of those things so you like it's it's probably not just going to be the case if you just stop restricting your food that you'll then get your period back you probably need to work on bringing your stress levels down and by doing that like if you look at over exercising if you stop over exercising you will you will in turn then stop obviously having so much emotional and psychological stress because you're no longer over exercising you're no longer putting your body under constant stress and the same goes for when you stop restricting your food this then has a knock-on effect to the psychological stress aspect um so yeah like I said it's obviously so different for everybody everybody has different different timelines but it's one of those things that like you can't kind of put one foot in and one foot out and kind of be like oh well I want my period back but I don't want to do any of the things that require me to get my period back if you want your period back you do have to do these things and that was exactly what my client done she just put in the work everything that I asked her to do she like she went and done it wasn't like she was like half in it being like yeah I'm totally doing that Kira and she wasn't doing any of it she was actually doing everything that I had asked and that just comes down to again obviously I suppose caring about your health and you know obviously wanting to get your cycle back but like I said you do have to you do have to carry it to some extent and you do have to prioritize it and you know it's important that you have someone in your corner that can explain things to you but also can break down your fears because a lot of people will have the fear of like I don't want to gain weight and blah 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 like I said it's not about gaining a load of weight but it is about essentially making your body feel feel safe and I think sometimes that's how you need to reframe things rather than thinking it's all about weight gain it's all about actually making your body feel safe enough to give you a period and I think that's actually quite that's quite a sad realization even for me now it still gets me because I'm like wow like I actually made my body feel so unsafe in itself that it couldn't give me a period so I think that sometimes can be a big wake-up call for people but again if this is something that you are struggling with reach out there is obviously some great great coaches out there that can help with this and there's also great places yeah so there is some great coaches out there that can obviously help with this but if you're struggling and you're obviously you don't know any of these please do drop me a message and I can help as much as I possibly can and then if I need to refer out or I feel like there's there's a better coach for you or someone that's better better probably qualified um to help you with these things then I will absolutely tell you that so don't be afraid to drop me a message on Instagram but I think that was kind of everything I wanted to cover and I'm happy I'm feeling proud of myself already for getting back and recording a podcast this is good vibes of a Wednesday 
of a Wednesday morning. It's half eight. It's the first of March. It is a good day. So yeah, happy whatever day you're listening to this on. I hope you have a great day. And yeah, I suppose thank you for being here and thank you for listening.